Thanks be to God. Some type of function that we need to do, and the one thing that we as individuals need to worry about 
on ourselves. We looked at the formula that if we are made in his image and with his community, we have all the parts that we need, even though the box looks huge and giant and full of mystery. We were informed that different is good and that each of us have spiritual gifts. Each one of us has something unique about us that we can be used for the kingdom. The following week, we looked at the word crucible and how we are shaped by the cross. Through using our spiritual gifts, the cross shapes us into the world. And last week, we looked at the word perform, which seems to be an achievement type of word, but really it's about the humble act of service. Because we know that service, Jesus believed, influences others. We celebrated the commissioning of two new Stephen ministers for service in the world, and we celebrated two special servants of Trinity Church. And this little person up here, there are a few things that are different. Aside from its location from right next to the altar to on these steps, there are a few things that are different. It, it appears that this person is on the move that they're not up here anymore, they're down here. It looks like they're walking, or at least, you know, when I power walk, I have my arms out. And the heart is filled. So this person is filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit, just like you, just like me. And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, And we learn about changes that take place in our own life. And so the word this week that we're going to look at is another foreign word. But it's the word transform. Transform. We, we hear this a lot. And unfortunately, you didn't hear the lovely music this morning during our 60-second greeting time. But it was, it was the theme song for Transformers. It, it, Transformers, the 80s version of Transformers or the BCI, Transformers, Robots in Disguise. But I think that we as a church have something valuable in that song that we sometimes forget about. Because if we are transformed, and we are in the business of transforming the world by making new disciples of Jesus Christ, then we're changing. Because transformation means change. To be transformed means that something goes from one state to another. It, it, it goes from one way of looking at something to another. And yes, we want to transform the lives of those in our community, but we forget that we are transformed at the same time. Because if we are in the business of being transformers, we are really Jesus in disguise. We're not robots. Each one of us are unique, created in His image and in His community. And we are to be shaped by the cross. Transformation reminds me of those TV shows that uh, have somebody getting a makeover. 
you know, you, you see houses made over, you see people made over, cars made over, cakes made over, restaurants made over. Transformation is an exciting thing. It's a positive thing that we get to see on TV, which is very rare, unfortunately. And I was reading something about um, Bob, Bob, what's Bob's last name? Uh, the, the coach on The Biggest Loser. The coach on The Biggest Loser, uh, his name's Bob, I don't remember his last name. What's his last name? Harper. For me? Harper, it is Harper. Bob Harper. Bob Harper. Bob Harper. <clears throat> Did you know that Bob Harper doesn't have a college education? You know that Bob Harper lived outside of Nashville, about an hour outside of Nashville, grew up on a farm. So he grew up actually eating whole foods and, and living well. But he didn't graduate from college. He went to Nashville and found out what his gift was. He found out his gift was helping people. Helping people walk through healthy lifestyle changes. Transforming people's lives. Now, on The Biggest Loser, there's normally lots and lots of people that come on and they have made the decision to make changes in their lives that will change their physical appearance, and it also changes their emotional state. And what Bob had said in a recent interview, because he's not going to be a coach anymore, he's actually going to be the host, is that through the process of helping people transform their life, he has been transformed. He has been encouraged. He has continued to have a passion for helping people lit in him. He, he can't be happy with just staying home at the farm. He, he has a passion for transforming the lives of folks and being a part of that. And I think that we as a church sometimes forget that if we are really in the business of transforming lives, we're going to change ourselves. If we are really in the business of praying and seeking God and putting in motion what we hear from Him, if we are putting in motion what we hear from Him, we can't sit in these views and do nothing. If we are putting in motion something, we are moving. We are continually changing as individuals. That is United Methodist belief. Yes, we are saved by faith alone, through grace alone, and Christ alone. But that's not the end goal. We are continually being sanctified, which means we are continually changing. Uh, now, I, I know that that over the past several years, one of my, my life verses has been Psalm uh, 98. I will guide thee and instruct thee in the way in which you should go. <laughs> but the way in which we should go has already been told to us, the great mission. Go and make disciples. In order for me to know how to go and make disciples, I have to be in constant communication with God. I have to be in constant communication. Lord, okay, this is where I was today. I'm sorry for this, 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 this. Now help me go on with tomorrow. 
transformation. Transformation and change are interchangeable. There's no way to look at it any different. In Romans this morning, we looked at the Romans 12. And I think the beginning of Romans sets up great theology. Paul tells us exactly what we should believe, exactly what he believes is the way in which Jesus taught us to believe. And then in Romans 12, I like to think he goes into walkology. He stops telling us what to believe and tells us how to put it into motion. How to put it into motion. I think the message version of this really gets to the heart of things. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God, helping you, take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking. Walking around life and place it before God is offering. Embrace what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become too well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. You see, this is really easy to look at it as a personal level. I, I know that I am nowhere where I was 10 years ago when I started looking at that life first. But I also know I have a long way to go yet. I, I pray that when I when I'm here in a year from now, I have grown in my maturity. But it is it takes an everyday ordinary life and place it before God. And, he, and then this Paul talks about how to not be confirmed and conformed by the world. But to give it to God. And sometimes, that means the world's going to say, oh, give up. That didn't work, so go on to the next thing. But if that's not what God's saying, then you have to continue. You see, the world gives us all sorts of messages. Not all of them are positive in transformation. The world tells us if it stretches us a little too hard, and you don't have to try that hard. If it hurts, just stuff it away. If it's a disappointment, ah, find something better. Being transformers doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Being Jesus in this world, Jesus gave us the pattern. Jesus' life wasn't exactly easy. When he said, take up the cross and follow me, it doesn't mean that it's always going to make sense. But 
But if we are taking our everyday ordinary life and putting it before God and saying, okay, God, what is it? What do I need to do next? And not sitting on it, because it says to immediately take action. Doing it. Moving it. Changing your position from a posture of prayer to a posture of movement. And again, that's easy to look at when I think of myself. It might be easy for you to look at when you think of it as your own life. As a church, it's really hard. It's really hard to think, does that mean that as a body of Christ, we have to change? As a body of Christ, we're supposed to be stretched? If we really want to reach new people and make new disciples, in order to reach, we have to change our position. In order to reach, we may have to change in what we're doing. So not only are we praying that we are transforming the world by making new disciples, we have to embrace what God has for us in that. And that is change within ourselves. See, if we are really reaching new disciples for Jesus Christ, we are really looking at new people. When we look around the room, we will see new people. Our physical makeup will change. And we have to embrace that. Because that's a part of the movement of God. Prayer is very important here at Trinity. We have said that over and over again. Was Psalm 32. I do apologize. <laughs> I will instruct you and teach you in the way in which you should go. Psalm 32, 8. When things get hard, when things get disappointing, when things are going good, that's what I remember. I don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers. We as a church don't have to have all the answers, but we have to seek the guidance. And that guidance transforms us. That guidance begins with prayer. How we move and how we go begins with prayer. Every great movement begins with prayer. We have been praying as a church for over a year, a breakthrough prayer. It's a breakthrough prayer that I believe led my husband and I here. The week before I met Pastor Kurt, Pastor Ugel, we came down and we spent some time in prayer unknowingly on the same route that many of you took around this city block, asking and seeking God's direction. And we can feel the presence of God moving here. And since coming here, we have been praying the breakthrough prayer with you. At 724 and 724 a.m. and p.m. But, but let, me, let me give you an example of why it is so important to be praying a breakthrough prayer. The word breakthrough is kind of a visual word. And uh, I, need, I need some volunteers that want to help me break through some things. I promise you don't have to eat anything. <laughs> but, but who would like to show me that there's great and great through? Anyone? Come on. Okay, I'm just going to 
made people then. Here, you can help me. So we have this, this popsicle stick here. Okay? Now, when, when you break through a popsicle stick, ready? We're going to do on the count of three. One, two, three. It changes, right? We broke through the popsicle stick. So we as individuals are praying together this breakthrough prayer. We are breaking through barriers. We are breaking through. And we pray this together because as we are together, maybe, as we are together, as one, not as individuals, that prayer together becomes stronger. Okay, Pastor. You break through those? No. <laughs> you see, when we pray this prayer together, we are stronger. It unites us in what we are seeking with God's voice. If we really want to put in motion what we hear from God, we all have to be seeking together. But as I prayed this breakthrough prayer this week, I noticed how much transformation is apparent in it. So we're going to look at this prayer together. God, we see breakthroughs on the horizon. Well, the word breakthrough is right there in the prayer. I think of a sun, sunrise or coming up. Coming up over the hills that I love to watch in the morning. That breakthrough. We're not, we're not looking for some mediocre thing. We're looking for a change that is visible. God, we see the breakthroughs on the horizon. We're praying it like we believe it, which means we need to be ready to embrace it. As it tells us to in Romans. We've left our old idols and staff rations on the other bank in exchange for future fruitfulness. Well, there's a lot of change that has to go with this part. We've had to put down some things. We've had to cross over the bank. That's transforming our posture. That's transforming how we are moving and how God is shaping us in exchange for future fruitfulness. And again, we have to, if we are letting down things, we can't pick them up to have an exchange. We are on that other bank with open hands, open hearts, open minds, making completely united methods and open doors. That is change within us. Yes, ultimately for the transformation of the world outside of here, but it's change within us as well. Give us the courage to take the steps to embrace change and boldly grow your kingdom. There's that word embrace again. As a church, we are to embrace that transformation. Sometimes that means we need to embrace each other because change is hard. 
but it also means to embrace the transformation that walks through our doors or that we meet on the street. And not just to grow a normal, regular, everyday kingdom, but to boldly grow. <coughs> I am imagining a person here is kind of shy, maybe, and it took a bold move to walk down the steps and <coughs> change positions. Let Trinity be the place of heartfelt transformation. Heartfelt transformation. Heartfelt change. I'm thinking things that are heartfelt. Sorrow and sadness is heartfelt. Joy and love is heartfelt. So we as a church are saying we want to be a place of such change. Not just little scratch the surface change. Heartfelt. Heartfelt transformation. And I think that means not just heartfelt transformation of those that we are reaching, but within ourselves as well. I'm sure that when I started talking about change, some of you completely tuned me out. Because change is hard. Change is not something that is easily embraced. It is heartfelt. We don't want to be transformers that are robots. We want to be Jesus in disguise. I believe anything Jesus did was heartfelt. As we reach new people and make new disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, if we are reaching new people, if we are making new disciples, there might have to be some changes. But in that process, you will be changed as well. As we reach new people and make new disciples, we are stretched. Our faith is deepened. There is nothing more powerful than seeing the light bulb moment in someone's life. As a teacher, that light bulb moment in classrooms can happen time and time again, and you always get excited. But I can tell you that looking in someone's eyes, they know for the first time that they are a beloved child of God, transforms two people's lives, not just one. You see, if we are really a missional church, we are transformational. A transformational church, a changing church, transforms the outside community that they are trying to reach, as well as those within the congregation. If we are just trying to reach new people without wanting to be affected ourselves, we will not be transformational. Transformation occurs on lots of levels. So this week, I'm going to invite you to be a part of a transformational church this week. There are three things that, that you can do over the course of this next week to see, to witness, 
change. First, next Sunday, as we said, is our Pentecost Sunday celebration at Yacht Angie Park. Come, enjoy with us as we celebrate together. Recharge your batteries. There are some extremely special things planned. And I can tell you that it definitely will revive your spirit. Second, and third, all deal with our Caring Hearts team. So if you are a part of our Caring Hearts team, would you mind standing for just a brief moment? Anyone in here on our Caring Hearts team? All right. Take a look around. We have two individuals standing that are part of our Caring Hearts team. Um, and I'm going to thank them because they have been hard at work. Okay, you can stand up the whole thing. Um, they have been hard at work on transforming how Trinity Church is known for their prayer life. We do believe we are a 724 church with a movement on Maine. And we believe so powerfully in prayer that we want everybody in our community to know. And this team has decided to transform how they operate. And they are going to be having a prayer corner outside of our building. After the service today, I would invite you to join us in our prayer corner where we will consecrate and dedicate that space for the work of God. Now, in this corner, we have what will be in there. Uh, there's going to be a prayer drop box. It's right up here. That folks can take out a prayer request card that invites them and tells them that we believe in prayer here. It invites folks to share their prayer with us, or share a phrase, and to drop it in the box. And then the final Wednesday of every month, this team is going to gather in our prayer corner to pray over these prayer requests. If you have prayer requests, they can go in there as well. But we're going to pray over these prayer requests and then we're going to tie a ribbon on the wall outside. So it is visible that something is going on here. You can see that there's a movement of adding of ribbons as the months go by. Because we believe that prayer works. We believe that every great movement begins with prayer. So the second thing that I, the third thing I'm going to invite you to do is to join this team this Wednesday in the final Wednesday of the month, May 28th, at 1 p.m. in the prayer corner for our very first prayer service. So those are three things that, that uh, different options that you can do. On that bottom word, insert, that connect card, there are lots of other things there. If you want information about baptism, information on, on how you might be able to join the movement on Maine through our summer BBS Camp Love, you can mark those things as well. But those three things are three things that we are inviting you to take part in today. This week, how is God calling you to be a part of the movement? As you make those decisions and get ready for our offering, would you bow your heads and pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for trusting us to be 
your hands and feet. Lord, may we continue to seek your voice. Allow us to build on the promises that you are with us. That even as we move and change, our desire remains to sit the same. Our desire is to seek your heart. So Father, throughout this next week, allow us to see that heart. In Jesus' name we pray.